0: Hey everyone, welcome back! It's this week's episode of Game Talk Radio. I'm your host, Greg, and with me again, my co-host, John. How are you doing today, John? Uh, tired. You are tired. You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna stop asking and just be like, "Hey, John, how tired are you?" Instead of asking how you <laughs> are, I'll just say, "Hey, how tired are you today?" But again, for anyone who doesn't know, you are a postman, like yep. Kevin, like Kevin Costner in that documentary.
1: It's it's the same thing. You know? I, it's unreal how. <laughs> How close
0: that is! <laughs> it's 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 basically real life, uh, and and today was 91 degrees, and you're out hoofing out there. So obviously, ho- yeah. hopefully, you're taking care of yourself, staying hydrated, and everything. So,
1: well, and right now there's uh, there's two carriers in my office that are out uh, with COVID.
0: Oh no! And then
1: a third one is quarantined just in case, and so we're everybody's working extra hours so like on monday i went in for 8 a.m and i punched out at eight thirty p.m uh and uh there's actually a girl that quit like she came back at eight that night and quit
0: oh no so oh it's, no it's
1: been rough but my paycheck is gonna be awesome so, exactly. so uh, you- i have a reason to not quit i can give you more money
0: yeah see john you find the positive I like that. You find the positive in the situation. Yeah. You got some more money that you can then come spend at my store. So when you make more money, it's like I make more money. Yeah. So it's just kind so, of the, <laughs> the best for both of us, really.
1: I, I told my uh, one of my supervisors today, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, Best Buy closes at 6 p.m. And I haven't been able to get out of here before at 6 p.m. for like two weeks. So I'm like, really, you're saving me money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are they still closing at six? Best Buy's? They are, yeah. Interesting. I, I will say I'm impressed with how diligent they're being about their store. Like, th- like they're yeah. very careful. They're not requiring masks, but for a long time, they weren't even having people come in. Like, when Last of Us came out, they just had, like, a table off to the side you walked over to. So, so The
1: one thing I think is funny is, like, so when you walk into the Best Buy in Green Bay, uh, the first thing they do is they have the door, like... Open about two feet, where one person can walk through the door at a time. Right. And so the first thing they do is they give you this spiel of like, "Hey, we're doing social distancing, and like you can wear masks, or we're encouraging masks." Blah blah blah. If you need help, see the guy at the the security desk. And I know the spiel because I've been in there a couple times since they've been open. And so like the guy, I the last time I was in, I was like, "I know, I know everything you're going to say, so you're good." And then he's like, all right, come on in. And then he just steps, like, a foot to the side of the the doors that are very, very not open. And I'm like, you know, you standing there is kind of defeating the purpose of social distancing <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's only so much you can do, too. I mean, you know, we're trying to social distance, but we've got our counter. We have the shields up, you know, like the spit shields or whatever, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- it's... I
1: think they're called. I think they're called Karen guards. Mm. Just in case they want to spit or cough on you.
0: So, John, that's that's an excellent segue into Greg's rant of the week, because, uh, you know, my mom's name is Karen. <clears throat> uh, oh God, is is she terrible? She's not. She's amazing. Uh, have you
1: been to a retail store with her lately?
0: I have. The only time she ever embarrassed me was when we bought a bunch of VHS tapes in the mm, early 90s. We bought a bunch of VHS was, tapes from a discount bin. Was one of them Epic Boobs? One of them was ho- The Howling 2, <laughs> and, one okay. was, and one was Toxic Avenger. <laughs> oh, God. So, so, uh So if you remember in the first Toxic Avenger, there is a scene where a young lady is uh, pleasuring herself in a sauna. Okay?
1: I... Well, did not just take my that. word for it. A great, great film, right. great,
0: great, epic film. You need to watch it. Uh, cl- it it should be on Turner Classic Movies any day now. Um, <laughs> so I remember my mother because all the movies were not rated. That was the big thing. They weren't rated R. They were literally like said not rated. So okay. we, we bought them. And and Toxic Avenger sucks. Like the movie trauma. Old trauma films are, are terrible, but it was funny. Uh, so after we watched that though, my mom like the next time this was at the old Shopco in Stevens Point which has now since, I think, been demolished or shut down. Wow, well, these all shop calls are gone now. But uh, this, like, she went to the counter and just like told the lady at the counter, like, I just wanted to let you know that this, these movies are not rated and they're not really appropriate for kids. And so the lady at the counter, it was probably younger, <laughs> yeah, maybe 18, 20-year-old woman at the counter, was kind of like, oh, okay. And then my mom just goes, there was a woman masturbating in one of them. <laughs> 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 and so as, as as a kid right i'm sitting there just like oh my god mom it's so embarrassing um but no so my mom's amazing uh completely selfless amazing person so she's not a karen <clears throat> she's okay. a karen in name only right uh and and uh, so anyway i had a karen so i the point of me telling that was that i i don't i used to think that like I don't I didn't like to use that term except that my mom thinks it's hilarious so if my mom thinks it's hilarious <laughs> and says fine I'm like you know what it is fine and and so uh, I was not there for this unfortunately so this is a second hand account but uh, w- David uh, was helping a lady and her kids at the store um, uh, after they begrudgingly put on the masks that we asked them to wear because it is required in our store. She, uh, as Dave was ringing her up, she looked at her at her small children and said, this is what communism is like. This is what <laughs> communism is. And and then she said that wearing this mask or being asked to is infringing on her constitutional rights. Um, and so, Dave, after she said the thing about communism, David said, I- I'm sorry, man, that's very disrespectful. You know, we're just trying to keep everyone safe and do what's right. And she goes, excuse me, I was talking to my kids. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to my children. Um and so that's my rant this week, John. Is about the Constitution.
2: <laughs> I hate
0: it. No, I'm just kidding. I love the Constitution. It's great. Whatever. It's a piece of, it's a piece of paper with stuff written on it. But uh what what I find so frustrating about these situations is that she doesn't even know what she's talking about. So yeah. it, and, and a friend of mine actually made a good point when I told him this story. My friend Jason, he said, "Well, you should have charged her for the mask and then it would be called capitalism." <laughs> I thought, damn it, that's really good. Um, but no, it, it, it's not your constitutional right to go into a private business and not have to do something that you don't want to do. It is your constitutional right to not have to shop there. You can go somewhere else. Um, and so it was really frustrating because these people, I understand, and I'm, I'm a very understanding person. I, we bend over backwards to help people out when we can. And you know, if, if someone said, I don't want to shop in your store, I don't want to come in because I don't want to wear a mask. I would say, I, t- I respect your opinion. I respect your stance. You can do curbside or if you want to set up a time before we open or after we close, I'll give you a private shopping experience for like 20 minutes. You can come and shop around before we open or after we close. I'll stay late or come in early to handle it. But they, they don't want to deal with this stuff, but they don't, but they still want everything. Like they want the benefits of society without doing the little things that as a society we do to take care of each other. And so that's what's starting to, I think, piss me off even more. And here's what really makes me mad about this whole thing is that we're, we're like the nicest, nicest, best customer service store, like on the whole planet. I mean, I I know it sounds conceited for me to say myself, but we, that's our number one priority. It's what we work so hard on. And it's getting to the point now where I'm just getting jaded by people like this. And I'm starting to be less friendly and less understanding of people. And I just want to like, David did, did the best thing he could do. He just got her out as fast as he could, and then she left, and it was fine. And I told him, I said, you did better than me, man, because it would have been really hard for me if she said that in front of me. It would have been really hard for me not just to cash her gift, because she used a gift card, cash the gift card out, give her cash back and say, honestly, I'd rather not have you as a customer. You can leave. Here's your money. I cash out your gift card You get cash for it, and you can just leave and never come back. That's probably what I would have done. But I never would have done that five, six, seven years ago. Like over the years, I'm getting like more frustrated and angry with the piss poor way people treat us. You know what I mean? It's, 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 that's what I'm so frustrated with because it's changing how I offer service because they're, they're shitty and then they make me shitty. Their shittiness leaks into my life and makes me shitty, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just anyway, that's my rant of the week. So I'm sorry, anybody who doesn't want to wear masks. I respect your opinion, but it's not a constitutional right for you not to have a wear a mask, not to have a wear a mask. When you're in my store, I get to choose. No shirt, no shoes, no service. You've heard of that. No shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. That's how my store was. And you know what? That's mine. And if you don't like that, you can say, you know, what, Greg, I don't agree with that. So I'm not going to shop in your store. And I have to say, I understand and I hate that. But that's the that's the decision I had to make. For what I think is the best and right thing to do, but yeah, we got called yeah. communist, John. Got called a communist. <laughs> I just I can't get over it. Can't get over it. Communist.
1: Yeah. As as she's making a retail purchase.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: In 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 a very free country. So, but that is my rant of the week. Uh, you know, as usual, we have our pickup piles of the week. We have our games of the week set aside. We have yeah. one story we're going to talk about today. Which we're going to go over the limited run games. It was basically their E3 presentation. But with E3 getting canceled, they pushed it back about a month. And then they decided that they were going to just do their own Twitch live stream. And they announced a ton of stuff. So we're going to go down the list of stuff they announced and if we're going to buy it or not. Uh, which I think will be fun. And then this is going to be the debut week of this of the new segment where I, I try to guess... Or I tell John, in my head, what I see is the cover of a game he gives me. So, for example, he would say, what's on the cover of Metroid for NES? And I would say, oh, it's a silver box. It's, it's the 8-bit version of the game. They've got art from the game, so it looks really terrible and blocky. And it's got Samus, and it's got a little one of those little metal things you have to freeze to climb out the little... I always called them, I don't even know what they're called. They're like They look like little bugs. And I would explain what's on the cover. And then John would be like, oh, yes, that's accurate. Or, oh, no, that's wrong. And then he'll tell me and he'll explain it to me and, like, show me what it is if I'm wrong. And he's going to keep track. And we're just going to have a running uh, total going. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the reason we started doing this, it originated on the Dropcast. And I love doing it. Jordan wants to do a whole video series of him just trying to stump me, which I think would be hilarious. Because Jordan doesn't know to go as deep as John's probably going to go. So John's going to be a, a, <laughs> a, a, a greater challenger to me than Jordan would be. Um, but then we thought it'd be really fun segment here because I can't remember simple things like my wife's phone number or the person's name I met five minutes ago, but I can tell you what's on the cover of all these games. I've got a very photographic memory. I don't remember people's names typically, but I always remember faces and I always remember like covers and box art and it's from my years and years of working retail. It's not a superpower. It's just the fact that I've been selling video games for 20 years. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, and so, yeah. And so we're we're going to debut that segment. I think we're going to do that after we talk about the news story and then we'll do our game of the week and our pickup pile of the week. And then we're going to get out of here and that's it. And, and John's going to go back to work tomorrow in 89 degree weather. Yeah. I think it's it's going gonna... to
1: rain. So it might <laughs> actually be nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> is, that, is that a good day when you're is, is that is that how your job is when you're begging for rain? You're like, yes, please just pour on me, please. It rain like a light
1: sprinkle feels nice. Torrential downpour does not.
0: <laughs> oh, man. How do you keep the packages? How do you keep the envelopes from getting wet? Uh, you don't. Okay. <laughs> they just get wet. <laughs> so so what I do
1: when it starts downpouring is I will, uh, uh, we usually carry two things of mail. So the, what they call flats is basically like magazine-sized things. Mm-hmm. And then we have, like, letters. So, when it starts to pour, I don't carry the flats, the magazine-style stuff. So, you'd get that the next day. Because if I carry that, there's a very good chance that it will be mush by the time Mm. I am done walking the three blocks. (laughs) I have to walk with it. And it's very hard to... um, We have our satchel, but our satchel is not waterproof. Mm. And so, like... I'll, I'll put my arm in the satchel to try and keep the letters dry, but, uh, I can't do that with both letters and magazines. So, so I'll do that. And then like, after I'm done, I'll then drive that, that block and I'll drop off your packages.
0: So morbid curiosity, uh, why don't you just drive to every house? Why, why? It would you take a-, a very long time. It would. Okay.
1: It's faster to walk than it is to drive because most people don't have. Uh, most people's mailboxes are not on the road. They're on, they're either on their house or somewhere in between, gotcha. and so the quickest the quickest route between a mail, mailbox the mailbox is usually a straight line through the
0: yard. Oh, all right, nice. Uh, also, I just I thought of this for some reason, because as I was thinking about you walking that much, I know you listen to a lot of podcasts and like you listen to yes. a lot of stuff. So then I was thinking to myself, oh, I wanted to tell you I finished the kind of funny Last of Us spoiler cast. Oh, um, nice. and so uh, it was it was a very long. Um, it was incredible. So thank you. Uh, that is definitely something I would have wanted to 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 listen to. Like, okay. I, I I I'm not a fan of Greg Miller personally. I just it's I'm not going to get into it. I just not a fan. Uh, but I really liked the guests they had on there, and I thought it was a great conversation. And Troy Baker, unfortunately, like leaves early in that one, but Neil Druckmann and Ashley Johnson, who's the voice of Ellie, uh, stayed for the whole thing, and it was great. Um, especially when they started talking about like the characters and stuff, and it actually frustrates me more reading people's arguments about why characters did certain things when the these people are literally doing an interview telling you why they did certain things, and yet there's all this mm-hmm. quote unquote speculation out there, and I'm like, well, now. If you want to consider video games art, then all art is, you know, um, all art is subjective, I guess, to to a degree, you know? And so I guess anyone can take from it whatever they will. But, like, it's frustrating when you hear all these people arguing about why this character's bad, this character's stupid, this character's badly written, and then you you listen to them actually tell you what they did, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense to me. But, yeah. Did,
1: did listening to that change your opinion in any way about the game?
0: No. Um, okay. Because I still didn't like the story they told, but it's like I was saying from day one, it's a good story. It's just not what I wanted. And so that that's yeah. a really difficult thing to come to terms with. It's it's often like when people are like, oh, this band sucks. Well, no, they don't suck. You just don't like them. They're really talented individuals. It's okay that you don't like them, but it's not either you like them or they suck. Like that's not the that's not like the scale we're on you know um so I still feel the same way I do about the game but it was awesome um I I had I don't know if I mentioned this to you I got a little frustrated I was listening to um Jim Sterling did a video and I normally like the Jimquisition I like Jim's stuff usually um but he was saying something about how like Troy Baker was being kind of a whiny baby on Twitter to Jason Schreier about this thing where he just said video games are too long and basically Schreier was criticizing Last of Us 2 and I'm like as as a creative, you want them to be emotionally invested to get higher quality performances, and then mm. they get criticized because they're too touchy about it. Or I mean, it's it's like you can't have it both ways. You can't have these people get emotionally invested in something and like he, there's a part where he almost like tears up on that kind of funny spoiler cast when he's talking yeah. about you know voicing the character of Joel in Last of Us. I mean, it's crazy. Now, do I do you look at that and you're like that's kind of weird? I mean, he's just playing a role. Yeah, but you know, some people are more sensitive to that. And it might be why he's so good at it, is because of how seriously and personally he takes it. So no, um, but but no, I, I personally my views actually have stayed exactly the same, but I keep thinking about it. And I keep talking about it, which which is in itself, in my opinion, an amazing feat of that game that they created something that is causing me to think on multiple levels. And really, the only other games that do that for me are like the Metal Gear games when I'm trying to like the earlier ones, not not so much five, but Metal Gear Solid, you know, one through four and just like the interesting parallels and and, and some of that, And which is really funny because Neil Druckmann mentions how much he loves Metal Gear Solid 2. Like he gushes about it in that podcast, and okay. and he just talks about how how he loved the ride and swap. He loved it. He he oh, thought it was great. He said the only that's thing pretty he, funny. Yeah, he said the only thing he would have done differently was he would have had you play a snake again at the end just to wrap it all up. You know okay. that that's what he would have done differently as which is, you know, not no spoilers here for Last of Us, but similar dynamic in Last of Us. So like. <clears throat> I guess in Last of Us 1 they do that where you play as Joel and then you do play as Ellie for a bit and then you go back to Joel. Like, it is part of a of a cycle that, that would make sense, but...
1: That part in Last of Us where Joel wakes up completely naked and has to run down that hallway holding his dick and do those somersaults was really out of place and it, weird. Yeah, it was
0: definitely inspired by Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, that was Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> Na- naked kickflips holding your junk and doing kick kickflips
1: isn't it like a doesn't he do like a basically a uh, cartwheel but without putting his hand on the ground
0: yes it's like a cartwheel without yep. putting your hands down and then his hands are covering his genitalia uh, at God, the end of the game after tried, he gets captured
1: tried so many times to pause it and see just a little <laughs> bit of his
0: balls that's just the bris- that's just the brilliance of kojima Right? It's just, man, like, you never thought you wanted to see a character doing a no-hand cartwheel while holding his junk, but you did. Yeah. And so he he, deli- he delivered on that promise. And now every time I close my eyes, that's all I see. That's all you see.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: burned into my retinas. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so, John, let's get to talk about this story. So Limited Run Games revealed a slew of physical releases that are slated for this year and next year um say what you will about limited run games i am a fan full disclosure i am also uh involved with them in a business sense we buy their games for our store so just so i don't know if anyone cares but just you know but my opinions are my own uh and so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go down this list and we're gonna talk about the games they announced and then we're gonna mention if we would be interested in buying those games I'd like to say my opinions
1: are for sale.
0: If anybody wants to buy my opinions, <laughs> you you and Jordan both. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now this list on the blog put them in alphabetical order. So this is not the order they were revealed in. Um, I'm trying to think because what did they? They opened the show, I think, with the Shantae announcement that was their like first one um which... i i was delivering the mail during this so I, was... I started listening to a little bit of it and then i the
1: the ones i mainly saw were like um the Shantae announcement and then i saw grandia 1 and 2 um mm-hmm. but other than that most of this is going to be fresh to me and the the sh- your screen share is just tiny tiny little words yeah uh, so i can't read any of that
0: well, you shouldn't have blown up your computer and then you could have your sure. own computer to look at stuff. <laughs> um, so, OK, so let's let's go through this. Um, so now and there's something I'm a little confused on because I was actually listening to this while I was mowing the lawn today. So okay. I didn't get to see certain things. I did have my phone in my hand sometimes to see some. But uh, oh, one, yes, the
1: one thing that I thought was annoying because I was also like I was busy and I wasn't able to look at it. But they, they would like be like, all right. And then the next thing. And they wouldn't say what it was, right?
2: Yeah, they just had <laughs> so some music playing. Like, yep.
1: Yeah, it's like, hey, why don't you not you use your words and tell us what's on the screen, just in case we have to listen to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should we should actually we should tweet that at at Josh Fairhurst and let him know. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure that they didn't think of that sort of thing. They probably thought everyone was watching, but a lot of people were probably listening in the background. So, um, but okay, so these are in alphabetical order, not in uh, announcement order during the show. I, I want to say it what ran for maybe about an hour. Maybe, if I had to guess. Um, so the first game, A Boy and His Blob. Now, okay. from what I can under- that- from what I can tell, uh, I'm pretty sure it's a port of the Wii remake they made uh, uh, okay. quite a few years ago. Um, I believe which, you're right. Which was like a reimagining of the NES game. Uh, are these... Can you say which consoles they're on, or does it not even say? Sure. It was for PS4 with a date of September 2020. Okay no switch or it doesn't say switch right now so it just says ps4 hmm. which is funny because some of these are are coming out on the switch and i know they're coming to ps4 but they probably just won't come till later but okay um so in his blob i will buy that because i do like the original nes game and i have the wii game even though the remake is kind of like weird looking it, and it's got i don't know how to describe it it just looks kind of funky like hand-drawn almost uh yeah. but yeah but I'm, I'm gonna get that one for sure
1: Man, Limited Run and Way Forward have quite the partnership because
0: because that's another Way
1: Forward game, and they're they're publishing like everything Way Forward touches.
0: Yep, Way Forward um, and Inti creates like they're just they're they're super tight, which which is great, which is great. Yeah, I'll probably buy that one as
1: well unless like nine games come out that day.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, next up, this was a big one for me: Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon Two definitely getting that collectors switch and ps4 now they didn't announce a collectors i don't think but obviously they're gonna do one that's yeah i'll Um, probably
1: get the ps4 collectors and switch stand actually i've been a lot i've been buying a lot of their switch games at best buy um just because i i i'll walk in and they'll be there so i'll probably end up snagging that at best buy at some point for switch
0: nice um, and they don't give all their titles to Best Buy. And, and I wonder, because Best Buy has recently had a few of their games on sale, and I wonder if that's going to hurt Best Buy ordering from them in the future. Because it doesn't seem like a lot of the ones are selling super well for Best Buy. But, you know, hard to say. Um, next up was a game called Bug Fables, the everlasting sapling for Switch and PS4. Uh, I'm not interested no. in that. <laughs> not getting that. Uh, <laughs> Never heard of it. This, this next one, though. And now this says just for Switch, I believe it's coming to PS4 eventually, but it's the game Carrion. Have you heard this?
1: Yeah, that game looks awesome. Yeah, Um, you you
0: play as like an evil blob monster that's growing and you're like going through a space station and you keep growing and it just looks awesome.
1: Yeah, it's like a Metroid or Super Metroid where you're the Metroid.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess that's a good way to look at it. But and you keep mutating and like getting (laughs) like bigger and nastier. It's great. Uh, So I'm definitely buying that. And I'll probably yep, buy it same. on the Switch and then get the PS4 version if it ever comes out. This next one, this is a big deal. This was this was their This was the one that Josh Fairhurst, the one of the leads at Limited Run Games, was worried about. He was nervous that this game was going to make people mad when it when it came out through them. What a lot of people don't realize is that Limited Run does not do exclusive deals. So if if the company that publishes this next game wanted to put it out themselves. They still could, but there's going to be a limited run version of the game. Now, Josh said that he had to put up specific numbers and order number guarantees, which means he has to order a set number of these and give a set dollar amount to this company before they would even sign off on the deal. So it's going to be an open pre-order, but he has to at least order X amount. And so without further ado, the game is a physical copy on Switch and PS4 of the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which is incredible because that's a Konami game. So, like, Konami would have no problem publishing this and putting it in stores. But, you know, when I heard that it was... I mean, I bought it digitally because it's a great collection. I hope it opens the door then to the Contra collection for the same thing. But, yeah, it's, it's the Castlevania Anniversary Collection for Switch and PS4. So, I'm... I'm going to get it, but
1: I'm confused as to why they did this one and not the Rondo of Blood, Symphony of the Night game that came out on PlayStation 4. Yes. Because that is the far better compilation. Um,
0: <clears throat> yeah, that that's the big disappointment, is that it's not the Symphony Rondo 2-pack, yeah.
1: Right. So, uh, the other weird thing, too, so... They're, they did three of these. So there's the Castlevania collection. There's the Contra collection, like you mentioned. And then there's like a shooter collection, which is basically Gradius, Salamander. And then there's a there's totally a Castlevania game called like ha- Haunted Castle. Yes. On that shooter collection yep. for some reason <laughs> that doesn't belong on there at all because is straight up Castlevania.
0: Yeah. And, and what's funny is they've I think the main character from that Haunted Castle game is. They brought him into Castlevania Harmony of Despair, which was like okay. that uh, that like PS3 360 download only. Imagine oh, yeah, how, yeah. imagine how cool that would be to get a physical of that though, cuz it is playable on the Xbox 1.
1: I hate that game. You
0: I do. So ugh. I so I don't like it by myself. I've always wanted to play it though multiplayer. I thought it would be a blast and I just never knew anybody else who wanted to play it, but
1: I hate it because I don't like that you cannot get through that game like alone. Like you cannot experience the entirety of those castles right. without more people.
0: Well, that was the thing; is it was designed to be an online game. You know, even like, though yeah, you can play but, it by yourself, but
1: but like they, the, the fact that that's the only console uh, Castlevania, like New Castlevania, in like the last freaking twenty years. Yeah, that like is super frustrating because it's like, all right, we've all been dying for another side-scrolling Castlevania and you give us one that's multiplayer only
0: thanks (laughs) well you know what why don't we should plan that for the extra life 24-hour live stream this year you and i should set aside like a two or three hour block where we just play that on xbox one
1: i could probably get my buddy madman kevin to join in on that as well uh so we could at least probably do a three player
0: and i could probably i mean i could probably find a force for that but um but yeah no that's awesome we'll have to look into that Um, Next up, a game called Demon Turf for the Switch. I believe this is the next game that was made by the people that made Slime Rancher. Is that this one? I I, I have no idea. I've never heard of Demon Turf. I'm pretty sure that was this one, or it's one of the other weird ones. It looks, in my opinion, terrible. And I hate to say that. (laughs) I hate to say it looks terrible. Uh, I will not be buying it.
1: Uh, I'll have to look more into it, but I probably won't as well.
0: Uh, next up for the PS4 was Garrow Mark of the Wolves. So this, nope. is, a, this is a port of the uh, Dreamcast game. I think it was, I'm trying to think, of, I'm sure it was on other platforms as well. It came digitally to PS4. They're doing a physical. Um, I'm torn. I do like Fatal Fury. I like, um, you know, King of Fighters. I do like those games. Mark of the Wolves is one of the better ones, but uh, I, I mean, I'll probably buy it and then never touch it. If that makes sense, I,
1: I have this already on PlayStation or on uh, on Dreamcast, and I played it on Dreamcast back in the day. But it's not something that I would I would bust out.
0: Yeah. Um. Next up, Grandia HD Collection. For the switch, absolutely yes. This is awesome because I've been holding off on buying this digital because I kept thinking to myself, it's got to come physical, man. Come on! And I was even looking into getting in, like you know, the Asian region version or something. And then boom, here we go. Limited runs going to have Grandia HD. It's uh, Grandia One and Two. Grandia One was on the Saturn in Japan and the PlayStation in the U.S. And Grandia Two was on the Dreamcast and then ported to PS2. Uh, both great RPGs. Like Grandia Two is one of the only great Dreamcast RPGs out there. Yeah, um, no, I I played the hell out of that and really enjoyed it on Dreamcast. Did uh, well?
1: You said you said one of the only good Dreamcast RPGs, Skies of Arcadia.
0: Yeah, Skies uh, of Arcadia, Fantasy Star
1: Online. There's some good.
0: They had some good RPGs. So, yeah, Fantasy Online, I guess, yeah, I'd have to say, I'd have to give you that one, even though it it doesn't ever cross my mind as like a traditional Japanese RPG. But I would say Elemental Gimmick Gear, Skies of Arcadia, and Grandia 2 are like the only ones that stick out. I mean, you've got Evolution and Evolution 2, but they're like very, in my opinion, very watered down. And yeah. then I think there's one like Time Stalkers, that vampire one. That was also not very good. Yeah, but, that but you're right. Like there are other ones, but it, it, in a very thin, <laughs> very thin RPG uh, area, it was one of the it was a standout for sure. And, it, and it's a game that holds up. And the PS2 port wasn't that great. So the Dreamcast version was kind of definitive until then. Did, um, did,
1: did the Grandia HD collection come out on PS4?
0: No, not even digitally. OK, so it is just switch right now. Huh. Yeah, very frustrated. That would be
1: one I would prefer to have on PS4. Yes. Um, because I'm like I'm driven by trophies and achievements and stuff a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so that, that definitely influences whether I'm gonna buy something on whatever console. And so if I had the choice between PS4 and Switch, I would get that on PS4.
0: Nice. I agree with that. Um, next up, we had uh, it's that indie game. They already did a PS4 physical, but it's called Gris or Grease, Gris, Grease, yeah, Grease. Grease. This uh, the Switch version. This is just a out.
1: re-release, and because uh, they are um, special reserve games, already did a correct. release of Grease, correct? And this is just a second release. Uh, when you buy their first editions of the games, they generally put it in an awesome box. They give you some bonus crap for free. Um I just I haven't kept on their up on their stuff, but Greece is definitely one I want. I wish I would have got the PS4 version.
0: Yeah, I have the PS4 one, but I don't think I got the Yeah, yeah, I wanna play that. I I, I need to and apparently it's a really short experience, but very good. Jordan loves the game yeah. and I wanna definitely check it out. Um, next up, this is actually a game I finished uh digitally, but Katana Zero for the Switch. Okay, Uh, It's a really fun game. It's similar to like a Hotline Miami where you have these levels where you have to kind of go through or like that game called Deadbolt where it's like uh, you have like these floors and it's a side scroller, but you like you die in one hit and they die in one hit. So you have to almost it's like a puzzle game to figure out how to kill all the enemies before you get killed. Hmm. Um, But Uh, really really trippy, great soundtrack. It's like this like 80s but futuristic cyberpunk vibe. And then you're like a samurai. It's it's very cool. Worth it, though? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to buy that for sure. Okay. I'll
1: probably pick that up as well. Side side question: Have you played Messenger yet? I have, yes. Holy shit, that game is good.
0: That was great. Um, oh, yeah, I it's a real treat. There,
1: there are so many games that try to emulate the eight bit style, and then they get the style correct, but then they're like, "All right, we need it to play like an NES game as well, and it cannot have any new game gameplay elements to it." <laughs> and this is a game that apes the n the super or nes style but has all of those awesome improvements that have been put into games in the last 25 years so it just it's so fast and satisfying uh they added it to xbox game pass like a week ago and i was like oh damn it i wish i would have bought the disc of this (laughs) it's so good
0: um did how much have you played of it i've only played a few levels okay that game has an amazing twist man just just get through more okay. of it yeah don't don't put it down oh. till you finish it it's great
1: and there's apparently so there's another game coming out that's supposed to be an rpg set in that world that they just did a kickstarter for
0: interesting so huh. yeah i'm
1: i'm definitely not gonna sleep on that next game
0: yeah yeah me either
1: and now i gotta play the more messenger so yeah you uh gave me
0: that tease oh just wait it gets it gets better somehow <laughs> um all right so next up was a game called kunai for the switch i don't remember this at all i must this must have been one of the parts i was like mowing the lawn and couldn't watch it or something i don't i don't remember it at all so i'm gonna say i think i caught a few it. seconds yeah i caught a few <laughs>
1: seconds of it and it didn't look interesting so i'm probably the same
0: um next up was mega dimension neptunia 7 for the switch i am not into those games at all don't care so, about hyperdimension Neptunia, Mega Dimension Neptunia. Don't care.
1: This is one of the distributed games. It's not. It's not going to be part of the limited run numbered yeah. collection. Um, I probably will get that game because I do have all of those games in that series. I just I find that that series funny because I like the personifications of the Xbox, the the PlayStation, the the Wii, and whatnot, but. They're so dialogue heavy. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: they're practically graphic crap. novels. Yeah.
1: Yes. And like some of them are, it's weird how many different genres they dive into. It's, it's a weird series. I probably will end up getting it though. Um, cause I have them all.
0: Well, then you gotta, um,
1: yeah.
0: mighty Gunvolt burst for switch and PS4. Uh, I don't know much about the Gunvolt games, but I'll buy it. Cause it looks like it, a- like a side-scrolling Mega Man type.
1: Yeah. It, it's weird the the Gunvolt games have there's like Azure Striker Gunvolt yeah. which plays like Mega Man X and then there's Mighty Gunvolt that I believe plays more like Mega Man.
0: Uh oh. um, now doesn't Mighty Gunvolt actually have Mighty number no. 9 in it? Uh was that did I see that right in the tr- I thought I'm pretty sure.
1: I don't know if this is the game that has it, but a couple years ago, there was one that did have Mighty Number no. 9 in it. They have Gunvolt, and then they also had one of the characters from the game Gal Gun. Yes, yep. Um, and th- they were DLCs. Uh, I, this is the, th- I think it's the third game in the series, so I, I think this is a new one.
0: I could be wrong, though. Um, then next up was My Friend Pedro for PS4. They'd already done the Switch version, now it's the PS4 version. I'm absolutely buying that on PS4. Cannot wait. I'll, I'll probably get that as well. And that's another, that's another special reserve game. There's asterisks by some of these, I think, so I think that means they're well, I don't know what the asterisks means. Let me see if I can find out. That is a
1: like. special reserve release. Yeah, So usually when... are
0: distribution line, yep, yep.
1: When special reserve does games and game and um, limited run sells them. They usually have a different cover than if you were to buy them from special reserves website. Yeah. But then you also usually get less perks. So, um, the, uh, the release of hotline Miami, for instance, if you bought it from special reserves website, you paid $10 more but they gave you a digital download of the game immediately. Oh, so they emailed you a digital download code the second you made the purchase, and then you'll get your copy down the line. Um, whereas if you just bought it off of limited run, you, you only paid 30 instead of 40, but you didn't get that extra bonus of getting that digital download.
0: Interesting. Are you going to buy it on PS4? Uh, I haven't bought it yet.
1: Uh, that's that's one that if I walked into your store and it was sitting on the shelf, I would probably buy it immediately. Um, but because of how many games come out on limited run, I really have to like pick and choose. So sure. I like the style of it, but it's not 100 percent.
0: So we'll put that in the maybe pile. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, uh, Observer for the Switch. Now, I they already did the PS4 version of this. Um I'm not going to buy the Switch version but I have the PS4 version and I played it on PC and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. Is
1: that one with Rutger Howard? Yes. And, Howard?
0: And, yeah, and it's awesome. Like it's a first person like Blade Runner Cyberpunk uh horror game. It's really hmm. cool. It's really really cool. Yeah, like one of the things you have to do to solve this 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 mystery you're on is you have to dive into like you have to jack into the minds of like these psychopaths. And okay. so they have like these weird like horror segments. But, you know, it's it's not, like, fantasy-based. It's just, like, you're in their mind. It's really, really cool stuff. Interesting. Um, and then uh, they announced for the Vita their physical copy of Papers, Please. Uh, I assume you're going to buy that because it's on uh, the Vita.
1: <laughs> if, if it doesn't sell out in three seconds. Uh...
0: <laughs> if only you knew somebody who could order stuff from Women to Run Games. True. Yes. <laughs> um. But order me a copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I plan on getting myself a copy of that as well. So
1: that's supposed to be their very last Vita release.
0: That's that's limited runs last Vita release. Yes. Nice. Um. Next up was Pixel Junk Eden Two for the Switch. Uh, I like the Pixel Junk games, but I wouldn't. I don't know about Eden. I don't think I've ever played that one. I played like um, Pixel Junk Monsters and Pixel Junk okay. Shooter. On the PS, well, those are on PS3 and PS4. Um, so I don't think I'm going to buy this. Don't know much about it though.
1: Yeah, I'm, I have not gotten into the Pixel Junk games, so I'm probably going to pass
0: on it. Pixel Junk Monsters is cool. It's a it's a tower defense, and then Pixel Junk Shooter is almost like a twin stick shooter, but you actually go through levels and it's co op and stuff. It's pretty fun. <laughs> um, next up was Return of the Obra Din. It's a game for yes. P- Switch and PS4. Uh, I am also a big yes on this. The art style alone makes me want to play it. And I've heard nothing but amazing things about the game. And I already have it on PC. I just haven't sat down to play it. And I think I will if I play it on console. I'll just sit down on the couch and Jenny and I will play it together.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting the PS4 version of this game.
0: Uh, then they had kind of a, an interesting announcement. where They really had literally nothing to show about it. All they did was mention it. But a game called River City Girls Zero. So they are doing hmm. another River City Girls game. Uh, and they just said, that's all we have right now. We have nothing to show. <laughs> we have no date, no console. We have no idea. And I'm going to uh,
1: buy it. <laughs> I, I will pick it up as well. Based on the title, I'm willing to bet that it's probably going to be graphically similar to the NES uh, uh, River City Ransom games.
0: Oh, that'd be awesome. I didn't even think of that, because, man. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, because the the, the River City Girls is like a Super Nintendo-esque take on that and obviously the uh, they just released all of those games for download on PS4, Xbox One and Switch
0: for the, the classic titles I know where's my physical of that uh, didn't they make one? they did one uh, I can get an Asian region one that's got okay. English, but I, I've, been, I... I've been holding off on buying it because I feel like it was going to come out here um, and I just haven't been pulling the trigger on it but I guess we'll have to see
1: yeah, they they put up the PlayStation uh, bundle of those for like twenty bucks last week. It was on sale.
0: Oh, damn! And, I was uh, about that.
1: That's disappointing for me because the I want it on Xbox because that is just an achievement bonanza. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like twelve <laughs> or fifteen games and they all have a thousand achievement points, but they're all like five bucks a piece. So like, if you could get all twelve or how many of them there are for 20 bucks i would pull the trigger on immediately yeah. but for some reason they didn't offer that bundle on the xbox
2: uh-huh
0: um so <laughs> next up was samurai jack battle through time for switch and ps4 uh i never was a samurai jack fan i'm not saying it sucks or anything i just don't know anything about it never watched... making that game do we know i have no idea but it didn't look particularly very good in my opinion okay. but whatever. Um, Now this is where it gets a little weird. So they announced two Shantae games, the Switch version of Risky's Revenge, which I'm not a Shantae guy, so I'm not going to buy it. But more interesting, Shantae, the original Shantae, which was a Game Boy Color game, they're bringing that to the Switch and also they're reprinting Game Boy Color cartridges of the game, officially licensed. So it's similar to what they did with the N64 games when they did Shadows of the Empire and uh, like they did the Game Boy Star Wars games and stuff like that. So kind of weird. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later because I want to pose the the ethical question to you on that one. Um, This one I don't even have to ask you. I know you're buying it, but Space Channel 5 VR. Yeah, I'll be buying that. Kind of Funky News Flash is the name of the game. channel be buying that i will not i've never been a space channel fan Um, you know i'm not a space channel five fan
1: because i personally don't like i never was able to understand the rhythm to the dreamcast games like to get through them like how like you're supposed to like press the button after they say chew and it's like what i i just couldn't get it but i I'm willing to buy pretty much anything Sega, um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm also wondering how it's going to play in in VR. So, I'm definitely willing to to pick that one up.
0: Nice. Uh, next up was Star Wars Episode One Racers. So this is a port of the original N64 game coming to Switch, PC, and PS4. Uh, I actually already ordered a PS4 copy of this cuz it actually comes out in 2 days. It's it's okay. going to be available on Friday and uh I already ordered my copy of that. <laughs> okay. So, I, I do I do like that game enough to to own it.
1: I'm not a big Episode on Racer fan. Um I don't know why they wouldn't have done the Dreamcast.
0: The Dreamcast one's way better. They did do the yeah. second one for PS4, which is the was the PS2 one Racer Revenge. Yeah. But um yeah uh next up super meat boy forever so i have a copy of super meat boy already physical i I got it um it was european release but obviously forever has extra content added to it or forever is a whole new game i think yeah forever is a different
1: game and i believe it's an infinite runner like or an auto runner i believe
0: oh okay well i don't know anything about that i guess but yeah i'll buy that and then they said that they are going to release the original super meat boy as well around that same time. They just wanted to release them kind of close to each other. Okay. I find it very weird. So I bought super meat boy on Nintendo switch like eight months
1: ago. So like, I don't know. And, and they never put it up on limited runs website. Hmm. Um, they, they released it straight to best buy like last year almost. Yeah. That's and weird. it's very bizarre. Do you have a copy of that for, for switch?
0: I don't in my collection, but I do have one of the storia. Yeah. Okay. Um. So next up was a game called The Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. Now this actually is a game I did a I did a first thirty video on this on the PC version like two years ago. Okay, uh, really, it, it's super fun. Uh, I like it hmm. a lot. It's kind of a beat 'em up, but it's got this really cool like they're I'm trying to think how I describe it. I mean, I only played like the first thirty minutes because that was my shtick back then. Um, but it was like you were like these high schoolers. And, you know, you're kind of going through and you're walking, like, home from school one day, and then you, you know, like, you get into a fight, and it's like, it's almost more storytelling than it is fighting. It's hard to describe. But when you are fighting, it's similar to, like, a River City Ransom or a a Double Dragon beat em up, like that. So I'm, I can't. That said, the Switch version. I'm hoping it comes to PS4 as well. I
1: caught a few seconds of that, and it looked, like, when I saw it, it looked to me like a River City Ransom game visually.
0: Yeah. Very much inspired by, yeah. Um, I probably won't pick that up. Well, it only says Switch, which really bums me out because it's also a distribution title, which means maybe they're not bringing it to PS4 or if they have, maybe they're not doing a physical, I don't know. But um, Now, the next one, this is great because a lot of people have been asking for this game because it's a really good game based off a really terrible movie. The Mummy Demastered is <laughs> oh, coming nice. out to Switch and PS4. Uh, that's actually July 31st. That's the end of the month. That game's great. It's, it's, um, it's like a side-scroller, and it's a like i guess i would say it's a it's a roguelite but realistically so like you play as like a soldier and every time you die you play as a different soldier and you try to run back to get the stuff back from the other soldier's body and then that's okay. how you get to like keep the stuff that you got um it's it's really cool
1: did you did you ever watch the uh trailer uh for mummy without the the music track
0: is it where it has like tom cruise's crazy scream yeah Yes, yes, they have. It's amazing.
1: I love that tra- I love that trailer. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: um, next up, they had the Secret of Monkey Island 30th Anniversary Anthology for PC. So it's supposed to be like every Secret of Monkey Island game for PC in a big box. No, nope. I'm torn. I I do collect some PC games. I like Secret of Monkey Island, but yeah, I'm not feeling that one.
1: Yeah, I don't collect PC. So,
0: um, not not new reprint PC anyway. Um, then they they talked about that game to the moon that's coming to the Switch physical. I'm, I'm going to pick that up, actually. I've always wanted to play it. I've had it on my PC for years and uh, never played it. I believe it's like an RPG. I, I wonder if I'm getting this confused. I want to look this up real quick. Um,
1: I think I caught part of this the video for this and it was like two 16-bit looking kids sitting next to each other holding hands.
0: Y- yes. Um, let's see here. Uh, the plot sigmund corp uses a technology that can create artificial memories they offer this as a wish fulfillment service to people on their deathbeds since these artificial (laughs) memories conflict with the patient's real memories the procedure is only legal to do on people without much time left to live and then it's basically you're i think you're playing through like the final memories or the final like whatever of someone who's on their deathbed basically um, All right,
1: you've sold this to me.
0: Yeah, and it <laughs> came out it came out in 2011 on PC. Like it's been out wow. forever. Uh and I've had it in my Steam library forever. Um, and then now they finally brought it to Switch, but only to Switch. So hopefully it comes hmm. to PS4 also, but I, there might be waiting to see how well it sells on the Switch. Um but pounding through, so the next one Towerfall Ascension is coming to the Switch. Uh I do like Towerfall, but not enough to buy it again on the Switch.
1: I love that game. And my God, does that game need online multiplayer? Mm-hmm. like it also whoever made the the trophies for PlayStation is out of their damn mind <laughs> uh because there's like a there's a trophy for like ten thousand kills, and it's a game you can only play uh couch co-op yeah, so like yeah, if I was fifteen. <laughs> I might be able to get yeah, that, but, you hook but up, I'm hook, an
0: adult. But if you hook up four controllers and you're the only one playing, you get all the kills over and over again, dude. Yeah, not to that crap. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Um, yeah. so, so next up was Trover Saves the Universe for the Switch. Now, correct hmm. me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that a PS4 VR-only game? Or was uh, it just VR-enhanced?
1: It's VR on PlayStation, but you can play it without VR.
0: You can play it um, okay. okay.
1: Yeah. And then, uh, that game's out on all consoles now, Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. Um, I, I picked up the PS4 VR version and I have played it and it's fun. Um, and then I downloaded it on Xbox.
0: Nice. Uh, so yeah, so it's finally coming to physical on the Switch. Um, I, I won't buy it. If I'm going to buy it, I'd buy it on PS4. Um, the next game, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine for the Switch. Uh, no, I'm good. (laughs) I, I believe
1: Brooke Shields is in this game. Uh, it just it sounds like a lovely romantic movie from 1994.
0: Yeah, I feel <laughs> like uh, like the cover's got Fabio on it, and he, he's on like a cliff with a lighthouse maybe in the background. It's like the book's my mommy read. Um, if, so... if it had a
1: Harlequin romance novel cover, like if it's straight up just like like oily bare-chested man on a horse, like holding, like, a, bux- a busty lady. like yeah, that you're would in. That would move that and be like, all right, yep, I gotta own <laughs> that just so that way I can have that on
0: <laughs> Um Next up was another kind of weird one. It was also by the creators of Shante. It was just called Extreme Sports. Uh, and <laughs> so they're bringing that to the Switch and also to Game Boy Color, so they're doing another Game Boy reproduction for Extreme Sports. And then finally, um, Ye's Origin for the switch and that's not a distribution title. Uh, I already have the PS4 version and it's okay. Am- it's, it's, I, I, it's not as good as the other games cause it plays differently. Um, so I'm not typically a fan. So that, that's a pretty good list though. I have to say like for an announcement for them, this had some bangers in there. I mean like yeah. t- top of my head, I mean the Castlevania announcement, bloodstained curse moon Two. I mean, it was kind of obvious that they were going to probably do bloodstained, but still glad, still awesome to see it. Um, there's easily probably 10 games. I think I'm buying out of here.
1: I'm kind of curious if the success of Castlevania collection is going to lead into the Rondo of Blood Symphony of the
0: Night. Well, and it, it gets to what I was saying right before we announced that one, too, though, was that Konami made them guarantee a certain number of sales. So they had to fork over a bunch of money to Konami just to get the rights and to secure everything. So if they sell more than they said was the minimum, they're fine. Now, is something like that ever going to sit Probably not. And I would assume that something called Castlevania, you would think it'd be easy to get Best Buy to buy a couple thousand copies. And maybe right. they already had those conversations with them. But that that's a, that's an interesting one. And since it's on both Switch and PS4, that might help them too. I don't know how the deal specifically laid out if they just had to sell a total quantity of, say, 20,000 units or something like that. But in any case, I'm curious, that's, that's that's big money. You know, that's a big purchase.
1: I'm curious if their deal with Best Buy is exclusive to Best Buy or if they could sell some stuff to like GameStop just to hit that quantity total.
0: So what I've gathered is that Best Buy is the only company that's offered to make the deal with them. Hmm. Like as a distributor, Best Buy is the only company cause they don't, they don't go through like a distribution chain. Like they don't sell to like the big companies that buy direct from Sony and then like, like distributors that would feed small game stores like me. They, uh, they, Best Buy is the only company they've got an actual deal with. I- interesting about that, uh, a lot of people don't know how the partnership works. It's kind of, it's kind of weird because, so say Limited Run sells a game for thirty bucks. When I, when I buy it from them to resell in my store, I literally have to pay thirty bucks for it. We're, we're allowed to mark up five to ten dollars to sell it, but that's it. So we don't get a discount off the MSRP. We pay MSRP and we're allowed to mark up five to ten. Now it's not a great deal, uh, and I've mentioned this to my contact person there a few times. Like it's it's a rough deal. However, Best Buy gets a discount. Best Buy gets the thirty dollar game for about twenty three dollars. Oh, okay. The nice thing about Limited Run though is what they what they do is that if it's a title that Best Buy is going to buy a bunch of, they give us the same price they give Best Buy. So then, so on those titles, they'll give me, they'll sell them to me for 23, which is nice um, because then they don't, they don't kind of treat us like we're lesser than Best Buy, even though Best Buy is clearly buying a lot more copies than we are. Uh, So it's nice, but it is kind of a weird relationship because it's, I I mean, you might buy a game and then if it sucks, nobody wants to buy it from you. And you, if you, you can't mark it down or you'll take an instant loss, there's like no, there's no wiggle room basically. So
1: the The weird thing about that Best Buy deal too is they're starting to get some of their distribution titles as well. Because the, um, I believe that Gunvolt, their the latest Azure Striker game, also got a Best Buy release. You know, and that was a distribution title.
0: What's interesting about that too is sometimes the distribution titles they don't let us order they'll say like, Oh, because of this deal we have with them, we can't sell it direct to you guys. We can only sell it through the site. So you have to go to the site and buy it. If you want to buy it, that's happened a few <laughs> times over the year. I know it's so weird, dude. It's, it's, it just seems like they're overcomplicating the whole situation.
1: Oh, actually that reminds me. I got to log on and i buy Senran Kagura Ref- reflections.
0: Yeah. Don't forget to do that. So John, uh, Though, like I wanted to talk about, what I wanted to pose the question to you though is 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 a bit of an ethical one, right? We we had mentioned this slightly as we started to talk about the uh, the reprint cartridges. So Limited Run did this with the N sixty four games a while back, and the I should say with the Star Wars games for N sixty four Game Boy NES. Yep. They're now doing it with I don't know what's Shantae up to five or six hundred dollars now. uh six hundred dollars loose. Yeah. Okay. So, so, basically, they're taking a really rare game like that, and they're reprinting it. So, I wanted to pose the question to you. How do you feel about that? Like, as a collector, like do you do you think what's your vibe on that? Do you think it's right? Do you think it's not right? What do you think about it in general? I do not have a problem with this
1: uh, at all. I don't have a problem with it because people are already bootlegging that game. So right now, you can probably buy that game online for whatever. And the developer of that game gets $0. And then it also puts that into, into the market as a possible, like people potentially are selling that as a legit copy that it's not. Correct. So, and like I see, I see listings all the time on Amazon for like, Hey, you can buy Pokemon heart gold, soul silver and, and diamond for like thirty bucks. And it's like, how does how how do these stay on Amazon and not get pulled down? They're obviously counterfeits.
0: Right. And, um, they, and they've made mention that they'd prevent that, but they are always on there.
1: Yeah. And, and and the I actually tried to report one listing that I saw, and I cannot figure out how to report a item on Amazon like you'd you'd think that they would make it easier to just click a button to be like hey you need to look further into this
0: like a transaction but- I think you can report a seller but not a specific item that they're selling okay
1: but going back to the so the the remake of Shantae so they're gonna indicate that it's different so the, the limited run collector's editions of shantae in the past have done it where if you got the collector's edition they made a fake gba version of the game that didn't do anything and they gave it a box and the box had the um the spine of game boy color games was like holographic and it said game boy color on the side yeah the limited run version emulates that very closely but it says limited run on the side So, if you own a sealed copy of the original Shantae and you own a copy of the limited run re-release of Shantae, it's going to be very, very, very easy to differentiate between the two. And I think the cartridge is probably going to be the same. I think that they're they're probably going to make it clear with the little bubble on the top as well, but it's probably going to be a different color or it might say limited run on the top of it instead of saying Game Boy Color. So, I don't have a problem with it because WayForward is going to get some bucks. They're the original creators of the game. They deserve it. And and somebody that wants to own that game can put it in their collection, and they can say, hey, I own a copy of Shantae. I, I don't own the $9,000 version, but I own a copy.
0: Sure. Well, and I know a lot of collectors right off the bat will say something like, well, they, they're worried that it's going to kill the value of the original. I don't think that's something you have to worry about it might even push the value higher because once people play this, they might say, oh, I need a copy of the original. And you might even see that game go higher just because of this. It's possible. I don't think that this makes the original, like, I
1: don't think it'll make it less valuable because somebody that, like, is a completionist that wants, like, say, a complete Game Boy Color Collection, they're still going to want that original version of the game and now they also might want the re-release.
0: Yeah, no, very, very, very true. And and I, so I'm a little torn because with the Star Wars stuff, I felt it was a little different. And not that it really matters, but with the Star Wars stuff, they had remade games that you could get for a fraction of the price of buying this new. So for yeah. instance, they were selling like of the Empire, I think it was 30 bucks. You can still get that game all day used for $10. It's very readily available. It's not super rare, hard to find it's pretty regular same with uh um the game boy ones like the game boy ones were like 30 bucks or 25 or 30 bucks maybe even 40 now that i think of it and those are games you can get for between five and ten dollars on the game boy so yeah i thought it was weird that they were like making these games again and then the prices were going like way higher than the then you could get a used original for, because in my opinion, why would you get a new one when you could just get a used one that's original? Like, and I guess it's the age old argument where like people who are restoring a car, do you want to put all new parts on a car or do you want to go and get only vintage parts from, you know, junk cars to put on your vintage car? You know, and obviously we're all different as collectors. We all like what we like. Um, so the Star Wars one was always, to me, was a little unsettling. I remember thinking, like, who would buy this? And I'll be honest, we, I bought a lot of those. I dove really hard into those reproductions, and I, yep. I've not sold very many at all. I think I've sold maybe two out of the 15 or 20 I bought. And My
1: problem with the Star Wars ones was the packaging.
0: I was not a fan it, of the packaging either, correct?
1: Yeah, because, like, if you got the collector's edition, you got a nice big box. But if you just wanted the standard edition, they put like the the cartridge in this piece of shit uh plastic um old school uh card uh like you'd get an old action figure for. Yeah. And they were trying to emulate the old Kenner action figure line, but it's like I don't have any sort of attachment to the Kenner action figure line. Yeah. I would I would have preferred if they would have made uh shadows of the empire in a new cool looking n 64 style box
0: totally yep something that, that i, I
1: would have
0: yes, yeah i would have something you can put with your that. other
1: 64 games yeah right but this is like like i don't want to put pegboard on my wall yeah. and then hook it and hang these like they're uh
0: <laughs> gotta push pin them into the wall
1: <laughs> yeah like like how do you how do you display those it's
0: just dumb i yeah. I, I, I agree with this. that. I, I do agree with that. So then getting back to Shantae though. Yes, obviously that's now a $600, thousand dollar game. And so the re-release, I, I, this is how I kind of feel about it. I, I, I feel the same way with games like little Samson, Hagani stuff that is so priced out of the market but if all of a sudden a company came out tomorrow and said hey we're gonna make you know we want to get little Samson in the hands of more people we're gonna make new NES cards. we have officially licensed ones I actually think that's pretty cool and and when people like if someone comes into my store and they say hey I bought a reproduction of little Samson on eBay for 30 bucks because I can't afford the full version I'm like that's okay because if you just want to play the game is it better to do that than just to play in an emulator I mean what's you know I, I to me I, I don't care typically um but it is an interesting thought that like in the future what else they could do like it and it i don't know i'm I'm torn because as a collector who likes things that have value if something like that could potentially come out and hurt the value of something you already own well that would suck but is that more important obviously it depends on the person but is that more important, say to me, than what I think is the ability for everyone should be able to play these games? And I would, I would give up value on something like that to so that more people got access to that game. And, and I yeah. think that's what's going to happen with this one. And, and Shantae is a huge property now; got a whole bunch of new fans with the PS4 and Switch games that came out. And so that's one of those games that just it 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 deserves to be like discovered again. And it is one of the most obscure games of that era. And so if there's a way where more people can play it at an affordable price, I'm on board.
1: Now, how many copies are you going to buy of that game to sit on?
0: Well, I don't know. Um, one, it's going to depend on if they're doing open pre-order. Like, I don't know how that's going to work with them. I'm, I feel like they'll probably do open pre-order if, if, if they're smart because, um, If they can, I should say, not if they're smart. Um, I'm actually kind of getting out of the sitting on games business, John. Um, (laughs) I I, I bought so much last year and the year before last. Like, I spent way too much on things that will go up in value. I I made good choices, but they're going to go up in value in 15 years, 10 years. And and Uh. sitting on all that stuff is it's fine, but like, it's hard to look at a future investment that far down the road and something that takes up so much space. Like I could have taken that money and put it into something else that wouldn't take up physical space and would get just as much a return on my investment. And so I'm actually trying to step out of it a little bit. I will buy one for myself and I'll probably buy an extra one or two to have around the store. Again, it depends on, you know, um, availability sometimes limited run they'll actually come out like when the first curse of the moon uh was coming out collector's editions they actually limited what we could get for like the vita because they they mm. only had limited print so they didn't let us buy like 20 of each i think i was able to get three of each or something um and rightfully so because they don't want us all buying them to resell them and then not having enough for the customers you know so it makes sense but it's again that goes back to kind of the oddness of the relationship there anyway um but it's fine so yeah that was kind of an ethical question i thought but personally i have no problem with it you have no problem with it it's a it's officially licensed it's not like they're just you know taking something and not getting money to the original creators like obviously way still around and WayForward seems to be more successful than they've ever been which is yeah. awesome and uh keep them because they crank out super high quality stuff so if this gets them more money so they can make more high quality stuff like boom more power to them so that is it for the limited run game list, John. Which means that we are going to do our new segment. We're debuting the new segment, which is I don't know what are we going to call it, John. Do, do we have a name for it? I'll have to think uh, of a name for it. Now there was a there was a there was a game no show. Idea. There was a there was a a trivia a sports trivia show years ago called like stump the shaw i think it was stump the Shab or schwab i forget his name but he was like this he was like a sports journalist guy and he was a he was like a just this encyclopedia of sports knowledge and at the end of the game show you actually went like toe-to-toe trivia wise with that person so it's essentially what we're doing here um except with what the covers of video game boxes look like now i do have you on camera john so you have to make sure you don't show the game in the camera. And then uh, I'm looking at our screen here on OBS. So I have, Oh, nice. I I saw it. That's (laughs) Hey, I'll take it. No, I didn't see it. I wish. Um, And I, and I will make a solemn promise that I have my phone turned over. So I can't see my phone. I have two monitors, both just, well, one's displaying OBS and one has my green metal gear snake eater background. So I have, I'm not cheating. I've got, uh, I've got no way of knowing. And, uh, and John's going to keep track of how well I do. So John, why don't you explain a little bit though? Now, I think in the future we're going to do like what you consider a hard mode version yes. and a normal mode version. Today we're going to do a couple more than that. But in the future, I think we'll do like one of each. Cause obviously we want to do this every single week and, you know, and have, and have fun. So, with
1: so when Greg proposed this last week and he was like, I am the God of knowing. Never said that. PlayStation one game. Never said that. <laughs> uh, uh, you try and stump me. Uh, that's, <laughs> I grabbed a pile of uh, of super obscure weird crap, and then and then this uh, this afternoon, Greg's like, "Wait, wait, wait! You can't make me lose all of." it.
0: Well, okay, so that's not and quite. Like, all right, right fine. So, so that's not quite so I, how the conversation went, but sure, okay. <laughs> right,
1: it's that's exactly how it went. Pretty um, much, yeah. So he's like, "Throw <laughs> me some softballs," and so <laughs> so I've got I've got the the he probably is going to know it pile. And then we've got some from my original really obscure weird crap pile. Well, you, um, you never know. One of the rules he said was know. no imports. Yes. So I, yes. I don't have any imports. Um, and I'm going uh, to. Some of them I might I might ask you questions about just to see if you uh, if you know what what the game is related to as well.
0: Okay. Um, well, I'm excited to see. And, and we'll see. And who knows if I don't get any of them right ever, we'll just stop doing the segment because there's no point if, if I'm too stupid to get them. <laughs> so, uh, and if I do really poorly, John, I'm just going to cut out of the podcast and no one's going to know anyway you're going to take your toys and go home that's right I'll just I'll just pout and go home and be salty about it and then I'll boot you off the podcast and that's it and then we're not friends anymore you see this is how this is how it all goes um, but alright so let's start I mean I might as well start with the easies you know I, I mean I would okay. start I would start a game on normal mode before going into hard mode so
1: so Darkstalkers
0: 3 Darkstalkers 3 um, for PS1 it's in a jewel case. It's got, uh, it's kind of, so I try to describe like a color I see when I see it, right? Uh, so it's okay. got kind of like a grayish, whitish background, and I believe it's Morgana is her name, and I think she's holding a skull. Like, she's got her hand out, and she's got like a skull in her hand.
1: Uh, You are pretty damn close. Okay. I would, <laughs> you got it. Okay. Um, she's, she's not. She she's got her hand on a skeleton, Oh, so okay. like her hand is touching a skull, uh, but it's like a full skeleton. So like she she broke into like a science class in a middle school and like decided to like molest. Oh one of sure, the, flip the, it to the, the camera. Skeletons. Let me let me take
0: a look. Oh yeah, that's on. Okay, so she oh so she's like like the skeleton's like putting the moves on her. Yeah yeah, <laughs> he's
1: like trying to rest his chin on her boobs.
0: Nice. Well, hey, I got the first one right. Now Now the, uh, the nerves are off. Like, I'm shaking off the nerves. I feel good. Okay. Um, we're
1: going to do one hard mode, and then we'll go back to an easy mode one. Okay. Okay. Uh, Juggernaut by Jellicoe for <laughs>
0: PlayStation 1. So, unfortunately for you, John, I bought this game for my collection a few months ago. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Juggernaut, uh, it's a double-wide jewel case. It's a fat boy. It just has it's it's a black cover or dark like navy blue cover with just the red words Juggernaut across, and I want to say there's like a chain dangling somewhere near the word Juggernaut.
1: Yes, uh, there's like a weird skull.
0: Oh, so there's the... more on there than I thought. Yeah. Uh, so there's there yeah. Oh yeah, chains. Yeah, chains. Juggernaut. Yeah. But yeah, I would. I'll give that to yeah, you. Yeah. So. All right. There's two.
1: All right. Two. Uh, easy mode. Uh, PlayStation Two title. Uh, Nightshade.
0: Oh sure, okay. Nightshade. Uh, the sl- the the completely unknown s- uh, spiritual successor to the game, the Shinobi on PS Two. Um, Nightshade has kind of like an orangish brown cover, uh, and it's a it's a full silhouette of Nightshade, who is the female ninja. And she, I'm trying to describe her. She's got this kind of like full mask on. It's got kind of a pointy nose, almost like a kind of like a hawk. And she's, I want to say she's standing sideways with her face facing left, like t- towards the spine. Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> yep, that was a pretty damn good. Yeah,
0: the, uh, yeah, uh, there she is. Huh.
1: I was also gonna ask you if you knew what the uh, what this game was basically a spiritual sequel to, but you said it right away.
0: All right. Oh, man, this is this is fun, man. See, this is what I want. I was worried that you were going to have such good ones that you picked. <laughs> now, and this isn't a dig on Jordan, but like Jordan doesn't have as, as deep of a knowledge as you do of games. So I knew if Jordan picked a game that was weird to him, it probably wasn't weird to me. But you frightened me a little bit, John, because I know you know the obscure. <laughs> I know you can dig deep. And so I started panicking today. I was like, well, John, you got to take it easy on me, man. Uh, All right.
1: So... I got two more hard mode ones left.
0: Two more hard modes, okay. Okay.
1: Uh, PlayStation 1 title, Destriga by Koi.
0: All right. Uh, Destriga, Th- this, this is a just terrible fighting game <laughs> for the PS1. <laughs> they made a lot of bad uh, uh, 3D fighters for the PS1. Um, Destriga, it's a single... Thickness jewel case. Um, oh, you know it's funny. I had it and I started talking and I lost it. Distrega. It's a. Uh, it's it's kind of like um. It's a weird font, but the logo. It's, it says it's in red letters on the front. Says Distrega, and I want to say there's like some sort of weird like white circle or two half circles that are kind of a logo behind the word Destrega kind of in the background. That's all I see in my like in my vision it's like like I, I i don't think there's a character on it or is it a head oh that's a tough one man that was really good um yeah i, I think that's a, that's all i got destrega
1: okay uh i would say you it, missed this one. all right all right damn. all right all right so the cover is predominantly red with a oh, kind okay. of a ryu looking character in the background uh and he's his arm is reaching out for this weird like nose ring looking thing that's like two dragons like staring at each yeah. other.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny about that, right? So in my head I saw that, but I couldn't describe it better than like two half circles cuz it was two dragons like <laughs> smooching. But yeah. but like in my head I knew there was something in the middle. Like it was oh, it's so foggy. So I I will give you that. I that was a miss. I had I had maybe 25% right of on that one.
1: Okay. So The last one is a PlayStation 1 game by Psygnosis. How do you say that company's name?
0: I don't know, but it's the logo of their company's an owl. Yeah, is
1: it Psygnosis?
0: All right. Or Psygnosis. I think it was Psygnosis. Psygnosis. All right.
1: Sentient for PlayStation 1.
0: Oh, sure. Uh, I have this game. I own this game. Um, Sentient, uh, it is kind of like a blackish brownish goldish hue to the whole cover it's a single disc jewel case and it's got like a it's i think it's a space station but it's kind of tilted on its axis and it's like this kind of gold it almost looks like a seashell but it's this big space station it's like gold brown and kind of spirally
1: okay i'm gonna give that to you yes uh it is a space station looking like it's gonna impact the sun (laughs) oh yeah and then there's like a it's like a weird Morpheus-looking dude in the background, but but I would say the space station. That's enough it, for you to get that point. So you got four points
0: oh out of man. five. That's awesome. That was really. That's really fun. I won't lie. Like that's really fun for me. Um <laughs> I don't know why, but like that's super fun. And I like I said, I can't remember my wife's friend's name after she introduces me to them after five minutes. I can't remember my wife's phone number. Can't remember. A lot of things, but I can remember these stupid covers from all these years ago. And I don't know why that (laughs) sticks, but it sticks. And it's like a visual thing. Like, I actually close my eyes when you're telling me the title of the game. And, like, I start flipping through, like, almost like I'm flipping through a stack of games. And when I get there alphabetically, like, I pop it. It's so, it's hard to describe, but.
1: Now, I don't have it next to me, but this is one that I thought about grabbing. Can you tell me what three wrestlers are on the cover of the first WWF SmackDown? for playstation
0: one uh the first smackdown has one should be super easy yeah it's i want to say it's the rock mankind and who's the third one let me I'm rolling. you got two of the three yeah i'm rolling it through my brain the third one's dead oh no <laughs> I want cuz initially I was like, "Oh, stone cold because he would've been so big at that time, but I know he's not in the cover cuz he's on the cover of Warzone." So, Rock, Mankind, I don't know, man. Who's the it's not Paul Bearer. I'll it's, tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Or,
1: or Doink the Clown. That was uh that was a good guess.
0: I mean, there's so many dead wrestlers now, though. Was it uh was it like was it Eddie Guerrero? Nope. Who was it? China. China. Yes. Yes. I can see her standing off to the side, and I can see uh but yeah, nice. Oh. That, that was that's and I like that. That was kind of a neat little twist, like a like a bonus round or something. So I like that. That was pretty good. Um uh, that was really fun, man. I actually that, that is absolutely a thing now going forward every week. And, and <laughs> PS1, I'm especially I especially love, so thank you for starting with PS1 because I, I love PS1 and PS2. Um so uh well let's let's get to it man what what is your game of the week this week?
1: All right, I I don't remember if I've used this as a game of the week already before, but <laughs> it's only, I love only this been on it for like
0: two months. <laughs> uh, or is it been I longer? Know, but
1: uh, three months? I think it's been longer. Oh, yeah. Um. So this game gets shit on a lot in the series that it's in, but it is my personal favorite. Red Faction Armageddon is my favorite of all of the Red Faction games. Interesting. And the reason why... So everybody everybody usually gravitates toward Red Faction Guerrilla, and they do that because it's open world. Well, I find the open world of Red Faction Guerrilla to be really boring. It's empty, it's very limited, you cannot go over the canyon walls... Um, probably because they didn't make anything up there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it probably hides a lot of like loading, um, by not letting you see everything. There's also a lot of fog in that game.
0: Red faction, not to cut you off real quick, but like red faction, red faction gorilla always to me felt like a tech demo. Like it had this really cool—you can break everything—and it was really neat. Yes. Like you could take a hammer, your hammer, and you could break every building down to nothing with this hammer. Super yep. cool. But like the game itself was quite dry. But it had yeah. a really neat mechanic, though, that like had you kind of coming back to it. So the reason I like, or so that game in
1: Gorilla, the there's really only two weapons to really break apart a building decently. Your, your um sledgehammer and satchel charges or C4 hmm. you had rocket you had rocket launchers but you run out of ammo. So it's like by the time you're you shoot a couple rockets at it, you're not gonna take the whole building down and then you're just hacking away at it with the with the stupid sledgehammer. In Armageddon, every weapon is way more devastating in the game. Uh, so it's a lot easier to take weapon or take buildings down. And then they they had a weapon that you got at the end of Red Faction Guerrilla where you could rebuild stuff, but yeah. again it had ammo, and it wasn't that interesting. In in Armageddon, they give you the ability to rebuild stuff you've broken just with the press of a button, so you could pretty much always do it as long as you like get a little bit of a, a bar that regenerates. So you can blow up a bridge that was an enemy was standing on, and then you can walk across that bridge and hold down that button, and it rebuilds the bridge as you're walking across it, and you feel like Space Jesus.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I love that game. Armageddon, like, that's a technical feat in my mind. Yeah. Like, like, what they did with that, nobody thought to do that. It worked really well. It, I mean, it was kind of buggy, but it it worked, and I, I totally agree with you. Like, you could blow up a bridge, and then you would hold like one of the triggers, and it would almost like rewind the destruction of the bridge; it would just rebuild it. Like, this is yeah, that's really cool, and, and I'm surprised and what, that they didn't haven't done that in other games since.
1: There, there was one building where, um, so I blew up the entire building, and the the building had a spiral staircase in it, and so when you're holding down that rebuild button and you're walking up that spiral staircase, it only rebuilds that staircase. It only oh. rebuilds what you're directly around. And so it's just really cool watching the game rebuild in that way. And then the thing that sold me on this game immediately was they they showed this off uh, before the game came out to be like, hey, uh, pre-order now and you can, you can get this, or the, we'll put this in the game. But um, there's a weapon in the game after you beat it that is a baby unicorn that shoots a rainbow out of its ass that melts the environment. <laughs> and as you're, as you you hold the the unicorn and it like nuzzles your shoulder and your head, and then you like yank on its leg and it screams mm. <laughs> and it fires this this ray
0: out of its ass. So anyone,
1: so funny.
0: So anyone that's been listening to this podcast now for with John for a few weeks. You you know what kind of gets John's engine going, and so yes. when you were like, I wonder why he likes this game. Okay, cool. There was building, yeah, and then you could rebuild and can destroy. Ah, yes. uh, uh, a unicorn gun that shits out acid and destroys stuff. that now we got? Now we yeah. get it. <laughs> well, the the other
1: really neat thing about this game is that it says New Game Plus, and the New Game Plus lets it. Uh, you earn money throughout the game, and you can buy cheats. And one of the things you can do in the game is you have this force blast where you throw your arm out like your Darth Vader and it blows a hole in the wall. And it it uses a, a re re energizing bar or whatever you want to call it. Um one of the cheats you can buy is you can buy infinite force blast. So you can walk up to, like, a 30-story building and you can just hammer that force blast button and nice. just obliterate the building in, like, three seconds. <laughs> it's really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, Red Faction Armageddon, I love this game. If they remaster this game, I would buy it again in a heartbeat to play to play it and get the 1,000 the achievement <laughs> points again. It's a blast.
0: So, uh, on that thought, if they remaster that game, what stupid name would they give it? Um...
1: armageddon i pro- don't know probably like red
0: faction rearmedageddon Ageddon. <laughs> re re, re <laughs> red faction armageddon sick of this <laughs> <laughs> those names are so freaking stupid with their remakes. yeah th
1: thq makes or does a lot of remasters and they have really dumb names mm. thq nordic that was what is your game of the week this week?
0: So, so, my game of the week, we actually talked about quite a bit a few weeks ago, but it wasn't, it was the subject of our pickup pile of the week. Um, so, my game of the week is Galactic Wrestling, okay. which uh, was one of the last games that Aki did before they switched their names and then started pumping out Style Lab games for the DS. <laughs> so, it uh, on the GameCube, there's a game called Ultimate Muscle. And it plays kind of like an Aki wrestling game. It's got light grapple, strong grapple. It's really fun, except that like when you do your finishing move, you win the match. Like there's no pinning okay. mechanics, so it, like it's not as in depth. It's a, it's a really basic level wrestling fighter. Uh, Galactic Wrestling is only on the PS2, and this is like the direct sequel to Ultimate Muscle, which was only on the GameCube. So it's kind of annoying. <laughs> you have to get a GameCube on this, um, and then it was based off of the they did an Ultimate Muscle. Cartoon, which originally there was a long time ago there were there was a game called Muscle, which was, you know, M.U.S.C.L.E, Muscle. And then they did, like, cartoons. And in Japan it was Kinikuman, and he was really popular. And then when they brought it over here, they brought it out as Ultimate Muscle. Um, and it was actually, it's a pretty funny cartoon. It's, a, it's okay. But the games are great. And my favorite is that there's a quote on the back here, John, that's from GameSpy.com. Faster than Def Jam Vendetta. <laughs> which which was another game that they made, so I don't I don't yeah. I don't know like what they're trying to say, you know. Take that other
1: game we made.
0: Yeah. We're, we're going to shit on that game you made to tell you how good your new game is. Um I, I mean there's more and more
1: in this episode than we have in all of the other ones combined, by the way.
0: Yeah. It's all that commie all that commie talk got me riled up at yep. the beginning. Um, So that's my game of the week. John, what is in your pickup pile of the week?
1: All right. So uh, I picked up Iron Man VR. Excellent. Have not played it yet, but I've heard great things.
0: It's one of the few things that makes me wish I still had my PS4 VR set.
1: You know, and and you were so hard up for cash that you needed to get rid of that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> well I bought a superior device and thought I'll never need this inferior device and then they released that and they released Gungrave VR and I'm like you sons of bitches
1: well Gungrave VR is a steamy pile of garbage so it you're you're it not tr- missing out on that oh much. it
0: truly is oh don't worry John I still bought it <laughs> yeah I'm sure you did.
1: I, I have an import of that that somebody traded into GameStop and uh, when when I go into GameStop now, they look at me as like the guy that can get rid of their mistakes
2: because
1: mm. <laughs> they're not supposed to buy import games.
0: <laughs> and so,
1: like, they'll be like, "John, do, do you want this?" I'm like, "Yeah."
0: Well, I don't, <laughs> and I don't look at you as the guy to buy my mistakes, but I do look at you as the guy. Like, I just bought this weird ass thing that's gonna sit here for years. You know what? I'm gonna text a picture, to John. Hey, does he want a Frogger dance mat for PS2? Yes, he <laughs> does.
1: <laughs> so, um so Best Buy started getting so not only do they carry the limited run game but Best Buy started carrying the I Am 8-Bit releases um and so I got Sinar Wild Hearts uh which is a they, they describe it as a pop album video game uh and it's a really kind of cool unique visual I, style
0: I Am 8-Bit did that one? That's so weird. I didn't. I don't remember hearing about that. And then I don't know how to pronounce this game, uh,
1: <laughs> but uh, again, this is a Best Buy. Uh, I am eight bit release. It is go Gorogoa. Um, it's a very unique puzzle game that really doesn't give you any indication on what you're supposed to do. Um, but you're you're basically you have a a painting. And there's pieces of the painting that you can like highlight and then move, okay. In order to pull things out of the background, so like there might be a a a roof with uh, a a stairwell, and you can click on the stairwell and go into that room, um, and then you might need to pull an item out of that room. So it's 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 very 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 artistic and okay. interesting. Um, so yeah, this. This was also available at Best Buy. And then... I got paid to Silence. That looks cool. Um, uh, Astroneer. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving Out, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is basically uh, overcooked, but instead you're moving people's furniture out of their house.
2: Oh, goodness. Um, and you can,
1: like... <laughs> You can like throw their like TV through their front window, and like they <laughs> they give you uh, they have like bonus objectives for like packing things that that are just randomly around. Um, the last Xbox game I got is pretty great. It's got one of the worst photoshops on the cover of it. Is it got like, like a, ever? Is in it, football two thousand nineteen? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. It, it, it's like they went on to like Fiverr and they asked somebody to Photoshop Doug Flutie and they just did a really bad <laughs> okay. job of it. Oh no. <laughs> They're like, alright, we got we need to get this to the to the printer in like the next thirty five minutes. Uh can you do something real quick? Here's five bucks. <laughs> like we,
0: we we got no time, we gotta ship these games.
1: And then uh last I got uh Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Uh complete uh, which on the Switch, which is both of the really good Digimon games available on one cartridge. Uh, and there's also a third Digimon game that's on PlayStation that sucks.
0: Mm. Physical or digital only?
1: Um, it's physical. Mm. Uh, it, it was weird. So the first Digimon Cyber Sleuth came out, and then they released a second Digimon game and because Cyber Sleuth was so good, everybody's like, oh, cool, the next one. And it's not a sequel to Cyber Sleuth. It's, it's a very, very, very difficult remake of the very first Digimon, where when your Digimon dies in battle, it devolves all the way back down, and it's very difficult to level them back up. Like the original so, one for
0: PS1, like Digimon World? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, and so, so, like, it's...
1: It was a very, very big switch. That was one of those games, um, I'm sure you've had this experience at GameStop, but uh, we had somebody buy that second Digimon game the day it came out, and he literally came back like two hours later and traded it in. (laughs) I was like, this game sucks. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) I was really nice when I worked at GameStop, and that happened. Because if you bought a game and traded it in within, like, the day after it came out, I would just tell you, if you take store credit, I will let you get the full trade-in value. Or, I, I would, like, say, say it sold pre-owned for 55 bucks. I would just return it as a pre-owned game mm-hmm. and let them pick something else out. I, I wouldn't let them take cash, but I'd be like, you can get something else, but... If I tell you it sucks, like you can't do it again. Right? Like if, if somebody's like, "Oh, I hated this game," and then I and then their next game there was also a piece of shit,
0: I'd be like, mm.
1: <laughs> "Pick be like, something yeah, else." Yeah,
0: I'm not backing you up on this one, dude.
1: Yeah, we're not we're not doing this twice. <laughs> so, what is in your pickup pile of the week?
0: Not a lot, not a lot this week. Um, but this one came. I kind of forgot I ordered it, but it it came. I got Overblood Two. For the PS One, so it's uh it's a PAL. This is the PAL version. Um, it it came out. The first one came out in the U.S. So I thought the game was neat. We never got the second one. It came out in Japan and Europe. Um, but I think this one's from like Spain. So I don't even know if it's in English. I guess I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna play it, so it's fine. Um, you suckered me into it. I spent the twenty two dollars for my Neverwinter Nights for PS Four. Okay. Uh, I was waiting for twenty bucks <laughs> and Amazon had it for twenty two. I did get the um the Amazon loose disc special. Oh so nice. everything you get from Amazon comes PS4 cases are all loose discs.
1: <laughs> that's, that's because the Ugh. the postal service throws things like fifty. Pretty...
0: <laughs> well, and that's fine. And and ultimately it is a flaw in the Sony cases. I don't know how they never fixed that but it's a flaw with the PlayStation cases cuz nothing ever comes loose from Xbox, nothing ever came loose from PS3. Yeah. Like this is a it's a it's it's awful and it's only on PS4. It's another PS4 exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I actually got a couple of mint in box NES games, which is pretty wild cuz I normally don't get those and I'm pretty much at the limit of what I have or okay. what I need. And then a few, like, if it's a game I liked a little bit and I see it mint at a good price, I'll probably buy it. First up, Goonies 2 for NES. So Another Konami special. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a, it's, it's a shitter, you know.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie, this
0: <laughs> game's not great. But I remember playing it, it was a lot of fun. Um, back in the day, I remember it being fun. And it's a sequel to the movie, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I got that. And then this one, actually, I'm very excited about, even though it cost me a pretty penny, I got my Mint in Box copy of Popeye for NES. Okay. Um, this, this was actually my first game I ever got for the ColecoVision. And so while I never owned it on NES, the NES version's much better and closer to the arcade original than the Coleco version was, so... And it's one of the original black box like uh, arcade series, arcade classic series, where they you know, they call them the black box. And this is one of the rarest black box games there is. Not in the sense that it's super expensive, just rare in the sense that you just don't ever see it, and let alone see it in good shape. Um, I ended up paying like two hundred bucks for it, and I I didn't I didn't want to. But you just never see them in good shape. And so, like, I knew I just had to go get it. And so, you know, I, I'm i trying not to buy stuff like this right now because I know all the prices are inflated. But when I see a mint and box Popeye pop up, I'm buying it because I haven't seen one in six months that popped up in the condition I would buy it. So
1: Yeah. You know what's weird? Uh, so I follow, and I'm sure you do too, uh, Limited Run Doug and Limited Run Josh on Twitter. And those guys are huge, huge, huge collectors. And it's weird to see those guys buy some classic games in the condition that I see them buy them in. Like, I'm surprised that they're not pickier.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. Like, Like, I've seen some of the N64 boxes or Neo Geo boxes that they buy for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. And again, I know some of these games are just hard to find. So maybe they're thinking... Just buy it, put it on the shelf so you can be done with it. Because they they do a lot of, I know Josh does a lot of uh, complete collections. So yeah, he's when, crazy. Yeah, when he was going for his, yeah, when he was going for his complete, like, Neo Geo collection in the box, it was like, yeah, these are really hard to find, let alone in good shape. So maybe he just got one and was like, to hell with it. <laughs> just put it in there and put it, put it in a box protector. You'll never know the difference. You just sit on the shelf in crappy condition. But no, I, I agree. Like I see that sometimes too, like these diehard collectors and then they buy something that just looks like someone sat on it. <laughs>
1: like Yeah, what which like I'm I am in that realm where I'm happy if it has a box. If I can get a better box for not too much more, I'll try. But um but like Limit Run Josh and Doug, like they've sold two million games in the last five years like yeah they're they're sitting on a little bit more money than we are <laughs> so like it's weird to be like oh they're kind of yeah. slumming it with that n64 box
0: yeah yeah <laughs> I, I, I agree i agree um well hey john j- and just like that another episode bites the dust uh it it uh it always goes by so fast i i really like this i like doing one story i like the playstation minigame or the, the, the cover box mini game, our collections or pick piles at all. It all, I think it's a nice variety now. I, I like that. Like I like that. It's, we got something to go on. So, um, but as always, thank you everybody for listening and watching. Uh, don't forget if you're listening to this on SoundCloud or Spotify, you can subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash drop rate or Twitch at twitch.tv slash the drop rate. And, uh, I mean, you're listening to us somehow. So if you're not watching on those two places, <laughs> then you've got to know about game talk radio, but that's the podcast. So if you see this on YouTube or you see it somewhere else, uh game talk radio is the name of the show and you can uh we're on apple uh podcasts and spotify podcasts and of course on soundcloud so thank you everybody as always for listening and watching we really appreciate it we'll talk to you next week john say goodbye later we'll talk to you next time have a good one bye-bye